This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows, subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, regular listeners of our show know we talk a lot about the importance of working with a financial services professional. No matter where you are in your career or in your financial life, a financial services professional may be able to help you build the kind of robust financial strategy that has you looking ahead to the rest of your career, as well as your eventual retirement with more confidence and excitement. Now, that said, I certainly recognize choosing a financial services professional can be daunting because there are a lot of them out there, but never fear by asking a mere 10 questions. That's 10, one, zero. You can help determine if they might be a fit for you. But before we get into the ins and outs of choosing your financial services professional, let me introduce my co-host, the right fit for everyone, Tony Shore. (laughs) Tony, I have one question for you. How are you? Well, I have a question for you. What do you want? Financial advice. There you go. <laughs> question asked, question answered. There and, it is. And uh, who's here to give us that advice? Well, it's none other than Matthew Brunner. Well, Matt, I've been great. Uh, obviously, I'm having a great time here. I love doing the show. You know, this is the highlight of my week, doing the show with you. It's so much fun. And we try to have fun with it, which is good. Uh, I Otherwise, I've been getting out, getting things done. I've, I feel good because last weekend I checked so many things off the to-do list. I just kicked it down. I had a renewed oh, yeah. energy. I hadn't been feeling yeah. well the previous week or that well. So uh, I felt good. And uh, it's good to get a lot of things done. And uh, I, I'm visiting my parents this upcoming weekend. So good. Oh, great. We did the same thing around here this past weekend. It really? Was, it, like the energy level was just through the roof. We just got so much stuff done. I do want to get back to the, the highlight of your week. I don't know whether to feel honored or sorry for the rest of your week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's enough. Um, okay. <laughs> that's a, that's well, enough. That's I do enough. Appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Stuff, well, Tony. I mean, it, we I, know, we know what the show is about. I mean, it's just like Marge says, well, I just think we should be building a nest egg. There it is. There You're right, is. Marge. That's right. Well, no, I. Uh, it is the highlight of my week. I love this show, and I know you have a lot of other things going on, but for me, this is, oh, I mean. I, I truly enjoy doing this. Our friendship, not, number I one, our it. friendship, that comes first. And for me, our friendship is is the greatest part of the show, but also uh, close tie, the financial advice that you give. I mean, uh, they, they, they don't give you this nickname for nothing. Financial Panther, eh? <laughs> 
Homer knows. Homer knows. Uh, you know, life is <laughs> Life has gotten so much better since you got your soundboard. I know, hasn't it though? Hasn't it? Really it? Well, has. life is better for us, uh, but for Mitch, I know we're not allowed to talk about individual stocks, but yours has <laughs> split and doubled. <laughs> Can we talk about my personal stock? Uh, <laughs> the stock in Tony Shore, uh, it's doubled. All right. Well, you know, we're, doubled. <laughs> we're talking about asking questions on the show today, and, and there's a lot of great questions out there. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's important, and I, I think this is going to be good. I'm always eager to trumpet the value of working with a financial professional, but knowing what to ask, you know. I mean, they help you with taxes, college funds, retirement income, insurance, investments. There's a lot that a seasoned financial services professional can help you with, but you have to be able to choose the right one. And I'm not going to name names, Matthew Brunner, but I think it's important to know what to ask when our listeners out there meet with you for the first time, Matt. Uh, they have to know these questions, right? I agree. There's some things, these are 10 great ones, especially if you've never thought about it before. And it comes, there was an Investopedia article, 10 questions to ask your financial advisor about retirement. Now these aren't, it's maybe not perfectly worded the title because some of them are about their, you know, the advisor themselves. Um, but let's not split hairs over how they titled this or, you know, any other scripts that we might be talking about at times. Sure. Let's think about uh, really what the end result of these questions are going to be. And yeah. I might, I might punch them up a little bit as we talk about these, because sure. I think they hit on some really good things. And you really started with a good thing, uh, saying, you know, there's a lot that financial services professionals do, but I think it's more important to realize there's a difference between a lot of them. And some of these questions are going to help you realize what that is. There's uh, some people out there that hold themselves out to be financial services professionals, and no offense, they may just be a mortgage broker. Sure. Right. But they work in the world of finance and they service your account and they're a professional in that field. But does that mean that that's the best way for you to achieve the retirement of your dream? So I think these questions are going to help differentiate between some of those things. And again, some of the punch ups we're going to do along the way will help, I think, make that easier. Now, um, Let's let's start here. You really want to have a clear picture of what you need before you begin the process of choosing your financial services professional. Now, some people don't really know what they do need. So let's talk about some of the things you might need in that. Well, you know, I well, Matt, might, Matt, I know, I know what I need. And also but, I have bad posture and severe financial problems. And you need a fix for that. And that's where <laughs> the financial panther comes in, that's, that's um, right. where, wherever that panther may reside. And, you know, so this you might it's it's a combination of a lot of things. Like you said, there's tax implications, there's insurance products, there's retirement income, there's portfolio management, there's future college planning, there's estate planning. There's so many things. So one we, identify what it is you're starting to look for. You may not understand everything it is you're going to need, but at least get the main things that you're going to have to uh, start talking about in line. Then get on the internet, start doing some research, find some financial professionals in your area. Uh, you can check out their website. You know, is, is, was it last updated in 1997? 
Or, you know, is there some relative, is there yeah. at least some relevant content? Does it actually load into today's browsers? Uh, does it give you an idea who they are, who their team is? Um, in, in the article, they talk about social media. I'd leave that one alone, quite honestly. And that's because I detest social media personally, but that doesn't mean you have to. Um, I don't think, I, one, there's so many, there's so much hand tying that financial services professionals have to do with what they can do on social media that I don't think the social media presence is the best way to judge who you want to use for a financial services professional. quite as quite honestly with what I've seen some financial services professional put on their social media. It makes me wonder if they have a compliance department whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. You have to watch out in general for social media and that's, I know, uh, there, there's obvious reasons why you have a dislike for social media, and I think people out there realize that. Uh, but one of the best ways is to just make an appointment, sit down face-to-face or talk with them in person. Uh, that's how you're best going to find out where they're at and do some research on their credentials and look online on their website. And uh, there are reliable websites. Social media is not necessarily a reliable source of information, but there mm-hmm. is reliable information out there on the web and on your website and some other websites where it comes to figuring out certifications. But the best way is ask them questions like, you know, what do you like about your job? What do you do? I mean, that's one of the first questions you should ask, right? (laughs) That is actually the first question you should ask according to this article. And I think it's a great, it's a great open-ended question. Uh, Remember these, number one, I want to get back to that social media thing real quick. Remember this, unless you have really good VPNs and everything else in place, as soon as you start to research financial advisors, you are going to be target marketed by algorithms way smarter than all of us yeah, in true. your social media feed, That's true. which is why I say don't consider social media in this part of your search. Yeah. You know, that's great for them to communicate with you once you've found a good uh, financial advisor. But remember, there are some deep pockets in this industry. And as soon as you type financial advisor in your Google search bar, you are going to be bombarded with financial advisor ads or service provider ads in for the your rest of your social life. media feeds. And most not, likely. And not so, just and not just for yeah. The immediate future that it'll just keep popping up all Do over your the research, place. Yeah. scroll right past the paid ads on top and find some good companies, find, you know, and then talk to people, you know, find out who the people, you know, work with, because chances are the people you're friends with their advisor. If your friends, if they're working well with that advisor, chances are you probably will, too. But OK, get back to the what do you like about your job? It's simple. It's a very powerful question. Why, you know, why would you want to trust your money and your future to someone who isn't passionate about their work? They should be able to answer this. You want to hear some excitement. You want to see some animation in them when they start talking. And like you said, I think that's why sitting down with them, even if it's virtual right now, everybody's got different needs, right? So if you're, if you need to be kept safe from whatever's going on in this current world, meet them virtually, you should still be able to see the same things about them. And, you know, when they're talking, not a lot of people get excited as I do, or as some other people do when you talk about budgets or paying down debt, right? But if you see it or hear it in their voice, you're going to know it when you see that. So make sure they're making eye contact with you smiling. You want to, you know, if they're slumping, if they're not engaged, if they're not paying attention, if they're staring at their phone, you probably don't have the right fit unless that's what you're doing the entire meeting yourself. Right. And if that's what you're doing the entire meeting, maybe that person is the right fit. for you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Great point. Your questions and financial future should be more important uh, to the person you're meeting with than 
you know, their own checking their phone or their Facebook page. That That's a great point. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Once you have them, don't be afraid to look at their Facebook page to make sure you mesh as people. Yes. But don't don't go on the Facebook advertising that's going to target you as soon as you, listen, just talking about Good this with someone, yeah, it's going to end up on your phone. So the next question you want to ask is, which services do you provide to your clients? And this is an, a real nuts and bolts question. It's pretty essential too. You're going to want to work with someone who could meet your various needs, your various expectations. For a lot of people, a financial service professional needs to be ready to do a handful of key things. They, Number one, they should be able to work either themselves or with someone on their staff to create, create and craft a comprehensive financial plan for you. And in doing so, they're going to be able to help you determine how much you need for retirement, how you're going to need to achieve that. They're going to help you find some income earning tools that match both your needs, your risk tolerance. They're going to help you manage expenses today. And in retirement, they're going to explore your options for managing potential long-term care costs. Again, estate planning needs. They're going to help you devise advantageous tax strategies. Um, these are, again, that's why you want to always work with someone who works, in my opinion, from that planning perspective, because you can piecemeal those things together or they can all feed that plan. Right. And I think you make some great points there. Obviously, there's a lot that a financial planner can do for you. And I see them as being a really good coach, uh, a financial uh, advisor like yourself, a uh, a financial services professional, I should say, uh, you're there to give them help and guidance and the occasional pep talk, I bet. Right. Yeah. It's probably 80% of what we do. Yeah. Quite honestly, like our day to day stuff is actually just more so with newer clients to help get them through the unknown, right? Once you've been working with someone for a while, you'll have, there's, you kind of have that routine. You understand what's going on, but in the beginning, they, they should be available to and they should be available to one help those things help you do those things you're excited about but also help you deal with those fears that you have and those unknowns not being in this industry that you're going to have with what's going on in there now um back to this back to this list of questions so the next one do you have any qualifications and if so what are they is a rather broad <laughs> question do you have any qualifications um, right so that we all have different licensing and uh, there's so many licenses you can have. And unless you're completely in the know about what all those are, um, you may not, you know, I'm like, well, I've got a six, 63, 65 insurance, you know, so like, so what are, uh, what are all those going to mean to you? There are a lot of relevant certifications out there. So hone in on the services you need and use that information to decide what certifications you want your potential financial service professionals to have. But again, I would say they or a key part of their strategic alliance should be uh, somewhere in there. There needs to be, there should be a CFP. Um, they, and also there's websites, your advisor guide, you could do broker check to see what their backgrounds look like. Uh, and they, those things can help you find professionals, help determine the certifications, your potential financial services professional um, going to have, and if they're legit at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's really a great point. Now we should probably take a minute here, Matt, uh, to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to ask you these questions. Um, how do they do that? Um, you can go to our website, 
which has been updated since 1997. Uh, that's <laughs> that's Compass, good. It's <laughs> no, a little more Compass, current than that. That's good. Compass-LTD.com. Uh, we did some Facebook stuff for a while, but again, uh, understanding what I, you know, I, I know about it now. We, we backed off our Facebook stuff. You'll see that we have a Facebook page. It's not active, and there's a reason for that. I, don't, I just don't believe it's the best way to reach people. But I your site is updated is. regularly, so they can our find... Website, our, our website is there. there. We don't, yeah, we get stuff, but I don't, I don't go out and target people with advertising on Facebook. So, um, you'll be able to see a Facebook page, but that's not, that's not what we believe is the best, you know, forum for targeted advertising on, on social media. So it's just not it. Again, you're going to ask people about their job. That's one of the things. Our philosophy is one. I don't love targeted advertising on social media. So anyhow, um, you can call you can call 800-339-9252 or you can visit the website. Um, those are the best ways to get in touch with us and to start this discussions. Now, um, moving on, because I, I do want to get through these and I yes. have a tendency to kind of break these down <laughs> maybe too, too much. But the this is this is the next question. Uh, I believe this is should probably be number one or number two personally. Yeah. And that's, are you a fiduciary? In its simplest term, fiduciary duty is a legal term that means your financial services professional is duty bound to act in your best interests. Essentially, this means they will steer you towards financial tools that work best for you. There are financial services professionals who do not have a fiduciary duty. I'm not saying they're any less of a human or less qualified at, in the in the sphere, but they do not have the duty bound duty right again, and if they're not a fiduciary question. if they're not a fiduciary they aren't uh, legally audited to make sure that they're doing you're audited on a regular basis to make sure you are doing what is in your client's best interest well, as well, i think there are safeguards for some of these other professionals but believe me as long as it's uh okay essentially if you can uh, it's suitable there's a suitability standard and there's a fiduciary standard you decide which one you want to work with we're fiduciaries yeah. and if you're comfortable working with somebody that it's just suitable enough for you do it i don't recommend it i recommend working with a fiduciary there's plenty of fiduciaries in the world besides myself if you don't like the way i give you information but work with a fiduciary there's nothing wrong again also you have to understand this Yes, they're going to, you're going to need financial tools and somewhere along the line, everyone gets paid for them somewhere. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. They're going to, people are going to get paid for the, uh, make, you know, for the services they provide you. Now, everyone deserves to be rewarded for the hard work. I'm fine. Well, it's great when your needs and theirs coalesce, your needs should ultimately be paramount. Um, and also fee-based financial services professionals may be more inclined to assume fiduciary duty than those who are working on commission. Commission, yep. generally, they have what's called the best interest us. And there's a lot of documentation they have to follow. And again, I'm not saying just that standard isn't, you know, it, it can't. There are plenty of people who work in that standard who still act as fiduciaries, still want to make sure every decision's made sure. in your best interest. But I like to know that people are bound by it. Yeah. And that's a fiduciary. Well, yeah, and I think that's really important. That's a good breakdown. Clearly, working with an FSP, a financial services professional, is a business relationship in which the needs of both parties are important. But like you say, when it comes down to it, your needs, uh, the client's needs should be prioritized. Mm -hmm. So what do you have next? 
Oh, the next one is how will I compensate you? And it fits right in with what we've just been talking about. Now, this is the kind of question that you should get out in the open so it can be addressed. There's no reason to let compensation be the elephant in the room, or in this case, the elephant in the financial services professional's office. But bear in mind, don't automatically reject a potential advisor uh, or any FSP just because they're the most expensive. Often they could very well be worth it. I'll never forget, you know, there's the old saying, you get exactly what you pay for. And when somebody tells you you'll do something for nothing, there's generally a reason for that. Sometimes they're worth nothing. Um, So I, I like to think, you know, our, our fees, I think are in line with just pretty much everyone else's. Um, but I'm also not going to ever get in a beauty contest with somebody over fees. <laughs> so, um, you know, you either, listen, you, you. <laughs> you, you get, you have uh, a relationship with somebody and if they're earning their weight, they should, you know, they're going to get paid for it. And, um, Again, don't be afraid to ask that question. They should be, ex- be able to explain to you exactly how they get paid on anything. And if they're dodgy on that question, understand what they may be, what may, they may have to do. It may be that if you ask that first and they don't know exactly what you have or what you need yet, they should still at least be able to explain to you how they would get paid for what they would do. They may not be able to tell you how exactly how much it's going to cost because they may have a different model. They may get paid depending on how much assets of yours they're managing, or they may get paid on a commission base for a particular product. If they can answer those questions, looking you in the eye, that's a good thing, right? Then you're going to have that understanding. They may not be able to tell you exactly what it's going to cost you the first quarter of doing business with them until they've gotten all that information and can work that out for you. And if they've already done that, they're probably not being a fiduciary because they haven't listened to what you need yet. So if they know all that information immediately, um, they may be coming at it from the wrong angle. Yeah, true. And I'm glad you're pointing these things out. And I think you're you're listing some great questions here. I think most financial services professionals out there are going to be impressed if you come at them with a list of really good questions during your first meeting. Uh, Don't you wouldn't you agree? I would. Uh, remember, this is a, you want you want to work with a financial services professional who's also considering whether they want to work with you. If you know, there, you, you this is going to be a long term relationship, and there are there are companies out there that will literally take on anyone just to get their money, just to get what they can. In the meantime, I and my belief, you don't want to work with someone who's just willing to rent your money. You want to work with somebody who's willing to make that same investment in you as they are in their career and their job. And we're going to get to this um, in another question. But this is a uh, you know, it should be kind of a two way street. Remember, if if the whole time they're already believing that they're going to work with you, your best interest may not be at the forefront of their mind. They you want to know where those land, and you're, they're going to be that's going to shake out in these conversations you have. Um, uh, there another great question to ask here now again, uh, but this one should be kind of obvious. You can get this through their ADV. Um, you can find this stuff out online ahead of time with meet before meeting them. But question: If you haven't found that out, does your firm? hold my money and investments. Uh, they shouldn't come in direct contact with your assets, uh, minus the fees you pay for their services. Instead, they should contract with a reputable custodian. That could either be a third party, or it could be owned by the firm, um, but you wanna make sure that they're not directly handling those things. The custodian holds your assets, they process transactions, they collect dividend and interest payments, they handle distributions, they supply monthly statements. There are a variety of well-known 
very reputable third party custodians out there. But um, again, I'll put this to that. You don't need to have uh, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket, but it's okay to have all your eggs on the same farm. (laughs) I love I love it. I love it. So uh, obviously the idea of a third party custodian is probably an eye opener for a lot of listeners out there. But I think that's really good information to know about. What's the next question? It could be for most people. Yeah, for most people, a third-party custodian is just like what your statement's going to look like, quite honestly. But (laughs) the more important part is the advisor and are they doing the right thing and how they handle your money. Uh, The next question, what's your investment philosophy? And that should be one you ask your potential financial services professional. It's a very basic question. They should be able to answer without breaking a sweat. And it should be able to touch on the mechanics behind their strategies and how the strategies they devise will help you meet your various financial goals. Um, And it should be something along the lines of our investment philosophy is whatever investments meet your plan are the ones we will be looking into finding the best ones for you for. Uh, Getting that plan done is paramount in my opinion, because otherwise there's a world of investments out there that can be achieving all sorts of different things, but we don't know that they're going to help you achieve your particular their goals. So their investment philosophy should be, we create a plan. We know what needs to feed that plan. Now we're going to go out and find the things that need to feed that plan. If, uh, they, if their investment philosophy is we're going to put you all in this stock and these two annuities, and that's what everybody in their place looks like. doesn't sound like they're being much of a fiduciary or really taking all your goals into mind. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say that's, that's really important. And, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to ask about on past shows, we've talked about how surveys indicate that a lack of consistent communication is one of the bigger complaints people have about financial services professionals. Uh, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> yeah, I do. We've done uh, a little studies in our own office, and it's funny because it comes both ways. So uh, there are some people, we have some clients who really only want to meet that one time a year to review the plan, make sure all their holdings are still right, that the, you know, the rebalancing looks the way it should to meet the needs that are assigned in the plan. And that's really all they want to think about it for the year. They want to just go about living their life. They hired us to worry about that other stuff. Then there's other people who, heck, we talk to them weekly, yep. right? So yep. um, I think I don't listen. You want to know that they're there for you when you need them. Uh, I don't think there's any one right way to do it. I, you know, there are some legal things like they have to, um, they, they should be reaching out to you or contacting you in one way or another, at least quarterly. They should tell you, you have to meet with them at least once a year. Right. But beyond that, that what they should be understanding is what your particular needs are. Yeah, it's really down to the individual's preference, but you have to touch base at least once a year. And that's the question then, right? How, how you, you should ask a financial services professional, if you're thinking about working with them, how will we communicate? How often do we talk? Right. Yeah. And you should be able to make sure that they're willing to talk with you at the level that's okay with you. There's some people that want to talk to you all the time. Maybe that's not perfect for you. There's some people that only want to talk to you once a year. Maybe that's not perfect for you. Find the one that's going to meet you where you need to be met on that one. Um, And again, the, the longer you work with your financial professional, the more you trust each other. Chances are it's, it gets to be more like a good friend, that person that, 
I haven't talked to you in a few months, but I, I know we're going to pick up right where we left off and everything's going to be OK. Um, I'm, again, I'm not telling you that there's one right answer for this, but they should at the very least. They should tell you we're going to meet once a year. We should try and talk at least once a quarter, but we're here for you whenever you need us. Sure. And setting your expectations for communications early in the relationship is probably uh, the best play. Uh, what's the next question you have? I'd say that's the best play probably in any relationship, yeah. Tony, right? So, right. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, here's another. This is an extremely important one. What happens to my money if something happens to you? Ooh, now, it's one. one you hope to never have to ask, but you should be prepared for it nonetheless. When you ask this question, your potential financial professional should be able to walk you through a well-developed exit plan that kicks in upon their retirement, untimely uh, passing, anything uh, anything that would leave them unable to continue working on their behalf. We did this a long time ago is one of the reasons we are an independent firm um, because we wanted our secession plan to be put in place and be able to still service our clients the way our clients needed to be serviced. And we didn't want them farmed out to multiple uh, different advisors that these people had no relationship with. Right. So we have a secession plan in place. We've had one in place long before it became the hip thing to do or even required to do. But then again, we've done that for most of the things we were fiduciaries before it was cool too. Uh, so, <laughs> well, and um, that's probably a question, Matt, that uh, wouldn't occur to a lot of people. It certainly doesn't. A lot of people don't think that, but you know, listen, I, especially if you're going to do, if you're working with one of the big wire houses or one of the really big firms, there's no doubt they'll have some advisor they can, they're going to assign your accounts to. If that's, not okay with you, you probably want to work with a smaller firm and you want to, you're going to know who that next person is. So it depends again on how you like things to be done. But if you want to know the person and you want to know the next person, maybe it's better to work on a smaller scale with what some people would call a boutique firm, because you're going to know what that plan is. You're going to know who that next person that's going to take care of you when the person who currently is doing it retires. Right. So what's, we have time for one more question. One more question. Um, how about this? Is there anything I forgot to ask you? Ah, good one. Uh, and it's a good one because it puts the matter back on them again, right? It puts it, you're, you're still owning that conversation. It puts it back on that FSP shoulders. Even if you've done your homework, you come into that first meeting with great questions. They may able, they right there, they can probably find a way to push that conversation further to places you hadn't considered. But this is where, if nothing else, if I can give you that piece of advice, you really need to put your your ears on more so in the first ones. You're probably looking for some specific answers in this one. This is really where you want to do some active listening. This is where you're going to find out what sort of value that person is either going to add or subtract from your life. Yeah. And this is an important one. This is where you really need to actively listen. Good point. Well, this has been a great show. A lot of questions. All these questions. <laughs> so we've had a lot of questions, but they're good ones that you need to ask a financial services professional. And yes. I, I know just the guy. Um, uh, I'm not going to name the gal. I'm not, not going to name Gretchen. names, uh, Matthew Brunner, but uh, or Matt, Gretchen Brunner <laughs> or Gretchen Brunner. So how can our listeners get a hold of you to ask you these questions? Uh, a call. 
800-339-9252. Or you can message us directly through the website at compass-ltd.com. Uh, you can email us directly through there. You can uh, fill out color money risk analysis. You can request appointments through there. Those are the two easiest ways. I would not recommend going to my Facebook page and asking me through there because, again, <laughs> it exists so that you know we do, um, but it right, does not right. exist to target ads to you to try and make you do business with us. I feel like if you talk to us or other qualified financial services professionals, you can make those decisions on your own without algorithms tricking you into it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really good, Matt. And I think we've had a really good show. Uh, a lot of great questions to ask a financial advisor, but we're out of time. So that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.